Okay. Go to the ant, thou Jesse. Oh, no, not negative one over here. Let's do sides. This side versus this side. <laughs> All right, we got this side versus this side. You ready? All right, Jesse got that one. Go to the end, thou sluggard. Consider blank ways. Brother Johnny? No. Jesse? Her ways. Ah. Consider her. All right, two nothing. All right. Consider her ways. Here we go. Keep thy heart with all. Jesse. Diligence. Good. For out of it are the issues of life. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be. Jesse. Established. All right. Okay, come on, guys. For nothing. Let's try to keep up here. <laughs> Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice. Kelly. Gold. Got it. Five, nothing. All right. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that that may be desired are not to be compared. Good. Compared to it. Okay. Good. 5 1. All right, here we go. A foolish woman is clamorous. Right, clamorous. Good. A foolish woman is clamorous. We know what that means, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, he that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth. Miss Holzer, I mean, Jesse. Shame. Good. You guys said strife, too. All right. This side needs to read their Proverbs. You guys are good. No homework. <laughs> All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 2. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 2. It's hard. It's easy because I have the word. You know, I know what I'm reading, but it's, it's hard when you, because there could be so many different words, you know, and mixed up and so forth. We went over wisdom. The beginning of wisdom or the beginning of knowledge is what? The fear of God. And, that's, and then later on we read that the beginning of wisdom is also the fear of God. Okay? So what the Bible is saying is that if you want to even start to be on the way to wisdom, then it's going to be uh, a journey for you. Okay, it's not a one, two, three. Lord, give me wisdom. If you read Solomon about Solomon, he sought it. He went after it. But when you read back before, his father was praying before Solomon was even king, that God would give him an understanding heart. 
And uh, so you had people praying for Solomon, and of course Solomon asked for that wisdom, and God granted it to him. But if, if you want wisdom, you're going to have to seek it. God gives wisdom. Wisdom is far, it far outweighs any riches on this earth because it's by wisdom that you can even run a business or work with your hands. Or Wisdom gives you foresight where you can see, foresee issues and problems where you're not uh, snared all the time, uh, tripping over the same hazards of life. Okay, And wisdom is available to all. The Bible says God gives it to everybody if they want it, if you ask for it. But it's not just an ask, Lord, I need wisdom. God just beams it down instantly. If you want wisdom, here we go. The beginning of knowledge of that way is fearing God. And what is fearing God? Fearing God is to hate evil. Do you hate evil? We live in a world today where they call evil good. And just because the world deems it good doesn't mean it's right. Evil is evil. Wickedness is wickedness. And you have to stand up for what's right for your own sake and for the Lord. Do it for his name. And if you want to be wise, if you want wisdom, uh, then you're going to have to know what is at stake here. You're going to have to want to walk with God. You're going to have to have a desire to walk with God. Chapter 2, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and thine heart, apply thy heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and lifteth up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, so if you want wisdom, and you're going to seek after her as you would, uh, the riches of this earth, if you esteem that above everything else, wisdom, I'm talking about biblical, godly wisdom for yourself. Uh, and if you get to that point where you see the value of it and you are willing to drop your life and chase after God and what he has to give you, God will give you wisdom. And in that wisdom... God's going to bless you in every way, like he did Solomon. Solomon wanted wisdom, and therefore God blessed him in honor. God blessed him in, in wealth. God blessed him in health. God blessed him in integrity uh, and so forth. Now, Solomon didn't uh, protect his heart. He didn't guard his heart. The Bible says that he gave his heart over uh, to his wives that he had and to their eventually fell into worshiping their gods uh, that they served. But if, chapter 2, the theme is if. If you want it. If you want it, it's available for you. Let's pray. Father, bless this time as we look into your word, the precious book of Proverbs that you've given us. I pray that you'd look down on us, help us all, Lord, to want to get closer to you and to want wisdom. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, give us that desire in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God does give wisdom. Uh, verse 5, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Uh, for the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. And where is his, what is, where is his mouth? His mouth is the word of God. Out of the word of God. Uh, you have an understanding of the word of God. Uh, when you seek after 
God, when you seek after uh, the wisdom of God and want to know uh, the Lord and you start uh, uh, fearing God and you start hating evil and wanting to walk in the ways of God, then God's going to open up your mind of understanding towards the scriptures. He's going to start blessing you. Uh, Chapter 2 is if. If you're going to do this, uh, then God's going to make it possible for it to happen. That way your life is not in vain. You will see uh, what, what you sow, that will you reap, okay? We already know when we sow to our flesh, when you sow to sin, what we reap. Nobody sows to sin and gets away with it. I don't care if you don't believe in God at all. You're out in the world. You, you could know nothing about anything, and you're sinning. What's the definition, definition of sin? Sin is anything against God. Sin has its consequences. And when you sow uh, sin, you will reap the whirlwind. That's everybody who lives on this earth. Okay, now we are all sinners uh, by birth and by choice. Okay, all of us are sinners. There's not one person ever born that's not a sinner. The only one who has not ever sinned is God himself. Amen? And when he came and was born flesh, the Bible says he became sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. Thank the Lord he took upon himself our sin. But God giveth wisdom. And notice this, if, if you want wisdom, it's available to you. Okay, and then in verse uh, 9, then shalt thou understand righteousness, judgment, equity, Yea, every good path. God opens up your mind. When you, ha- when you have a heart for the Lord and want to seek God in his ways, you're going to start seeing like you've never seen before. You're going to be able to determine uh, justice, what is just, what is right. The first thing that Solomon did, right, when he became a king, he started judging between, remember the two women that were fighting over the baby? Okay. He was able to foresee who was in error and who wasn't, and being able to determine it quickly. Okay, any circumstance comes your way, you you have a different foresight and be able to see clearly. Okay, that's wisdom. And when you have a heart for God, when you want to uh, seek the ways of God, when you fear God, and you see the value of wisdom, you seek after it. If you're going to do that. God's going to give it to you. And it starts listing some things here. Um, verse 10, When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. Verse 12, To deliver thee from the way of the evil man. Verse 16, To deliver thee from the strange woman. What's the Bible saying here? Delivering us from... Uh, people who would, who are your friends, okay, in this world, but you find out they're not your friends, right? Uh, the wrong people will steal your life away, and they are your friends. Let me let me say this: a bed bug is your friend. They will love you to death. Fleas are your friends. Ticks are your friends. Okay, they are your friends, 
And the people of this world are, are the same way. They are your friends. And they will suck you dry. They, you might, not, you, you might uh, enjoy their company. You know why? Because the world will accept. If you have something to offer them, they will accept however you are. Right? You don't have to change a bit. You don't have to do anything. They'll just take you. They'll accept your sin. They'll accept your shortcomings as long as you keep pushing it, uh, uh, dishing out. And then when you have nothing left, remember the prodigal son? He joined himself to a friend of that area. And then when the famine hit, he was alone eating pig slop. And then he came to himself, rose up and said, you know what? I'm going back to God. He's the only one who truly cared for me. Where were her, where was his friends? They weren't there. All right. Wisdom. Listen, if you want wisdom, you're not going to waste your life. You only got one life. They say there's no fool like an old fool. You've heard me repeat that. Uh, there are men who wake up too late in their life. And they say, now I want to do something, but I can't. My life is already over. Well, it's not over till it's over. But the more years you have, uh, the better you are to give to God. And the more God can do with you. It's something you can never get back is your time. Number two is if. Look at chapter three. My son, forget not my law. But let, let, let means to allow, allow thine heart to keep my commandments. Why do you have to allow your own heart to keep God's commandments, to keep his word? There's an inner battle there, isn't there? We have inner struggles. Your heart, when you start allowing God to dig into your heart and the word of God starts getting in there, it starts dissecting you. Did you know that for many years, your own heart could have been the very thing that has been deceiving you? Uh, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. There's a term out there, just follow your heart. Do not do that. Your heart will make you believe that you're all right. But you're feeling something inside. It's like, no, I'm not all right. There's something going on. Uh, I'm messed up here, but your heart is saying otherwise. No, just you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, it's almost as if there were two different people right there, right? You could feel your inner turmoil, and yet you try to keep pushing in life. Our heart is deceitful. It'll tell you uh, that your sin is all right. The deceitfulness of our lusts. It'll tell you that uh, you don't, you're, don't, uh, don't worry about the consequences. They're not going to be that bad. Right? Has, has your heart ever told you that? Have you ever been convinced of your own self uh, that what you were doing is okay? Did you ever try to convince yourself that you were right, knowing you weren't? Right? That's your heart deceiving you. 
What the Bible says here, let thine heart keep my commandments. Let your heart means allow it. Allow the heart. God and his word will pierce through to the heart. It'll change your heart. It'll build up your heart. It'll strengthen your heart. Uh, men, need, men, we need to have a heart, a strong heart, not a physical uh, where you're not going to have a heart attack, but I'm talking about a heart that's unmovable for God. The Bible says that men, uh, they, their hearts fail them for fear. I know many strong men, I've met many strong men, but I don't see their strength. I don't see the outcome of their strength because their heart has failed them. They've got discouraged. They've got trodden down. They've got knocked down by something, whether it was sin or by someone else or by heartache. And they were left there or kicked down again. And when a man's heart gets down, a lot of times there's no getting up unless somebody helps them up, right? Uh, that's why the Bible says to guard your heart, protect your heart, for out of it are, are the issues of life. Let thine heart means allow. Allow your heart. You know, Jacob, when Joseph, when he thought Joseph was dead, he, the Bible says he refused to be comforted. He refused to have his heart comforted. Okay? Knowing that he was never going to get Joseph back, he was unwilling to leave his grief. But the Bible says when he saw the chariots, then his heart revived him again. Amen. God, um, in the end, blessed him. But he didn't have to live that way that whole time. For all those years, he suffered and it hurt his family, most likely, uh, because he refused to be comforted. We've got to allow our hearts. Uh, let the Word of God... Uh, um, Get into our heart and allow our hearts to keep God's commandments. The Bible says to let it. The definition of let is to allow. And also there's a second part to it. It means to not restrain. To not restrain it. So there's a twofold part there. You're going to have to allow your heart to keep God's commandments. And you're going to also have to not allow anything to get in between you and God's word. Do you understand that? There's a safety measure there. There's a protection there. Knowing how fragile we are. We're like that, uh, what is it, nitrogen glyceride or whatever, you know, it's like that unstable liquid. The slightest little movement, it explodes. That's how we all are, okay? Uh, the slightest little attitude from someone, that's it. I'm done, or I'm gone, or uh, I give up, or, uh, hey, I feel like that every day, you know? I'm unstable, my, my heart's unstable, or my flesh is unstable, okay? We are, uh, we love conditionally, okay? The good things we hear are God's attributes. All good things come from God, the Bible says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. The unconditional love, those 
things that we crave, the stability in our life is only brought by the Word of God. The peace is only brought by Christ. That love is only given by God and felt by God. And true love given by God to others from others. But in all of us, there's only hatred. That's the works of our flesh. That's all we can produce. And that's why we have to allow our heart to keep God's commandments and also to not restrain our heart, meaning not allow anything to take hold of it that'll keep it from getting to God. There's things in our life that comes in that takes first place over God. We got to make sure uh, that we protect our heart. Verse 3, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Let's stop here real quick. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Means don't let it happen. Mercy. Will God's mercy ever forsake you? It can. It's like having a gift card that you never spend. Why do you have it? You know, God's mercy is there for all of us. But it's not there for us to just sin and keep on uh, living a worthless life. God's mercy is there to help one get up. Because we're, we have fallen, because we have sinned, His mercy is there and is new every morning so that we can do So that we can move on for God and do the things he wants us to do. If, I've me- if, you- if I messed up or failed you as many times as I failed God, you've cut- you would cut me off in a second. Right? And so is all of us with each other. And the worst part is God sees every thought every attitude in our hearts, everything about us, and he still loves us and still accepts us. Amen? And gives us the mercy we need to serve him. You can't hide anything from God. We can hide stuff from each other. You can't hide anything from your wife. She knows everything. But uh, we we can certainly hide things from each other, but you can't hide anything from God. So, yeah, you can let mercy forsake you. Mercy's right there. It's so that you can get that second chance, third chance, 800th chance, 1,000th chance, amen? Every morning, it's new. Don't allow the sins of your past to take hold of you today. Get a hold of God's mercy. Get before the throne of God in prayer. And don't get up till you know God has forgiven you and know that he has placed his mercy on you. And when you know that, by his word, you rise up and never revisit that thought of your failures again. You cannot live a failed life. Jesus, when he saved you, he set you free. 
You know, it's time to do something great for him. And we don't do it on our own strength or our own merits. We do it through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Don't let mercy forsake you. Don't let truth forsake you. So many times we live, we've been deceived. We've been uh, lied to. Listen, we have the perfect word of God here. And it's up to us to get into it, to read it. And allow the word of God, allow the word of God to read us and get into us. The word of God is alive and it's powerful. Sharper than anything. I was sharper than any two of your sword. Okay. What what does that mean? Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is sharper than any two of your sword. There's psychiatrists out there. They might be good, but this is sharper. Amen. There's all the world's uh, doctors and um, all their advice. This is sharper. Everything that this world has to offer you, the Word of God is sharper. It's absolute truth. Allow it to enter in. Don't let truth forsake you. Jesus said, truth shall set you free. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Now, these next two verses are very popular verses. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Our own understanding is how we live day to day and conduct ourselves in every, in every way and how we understand life and how we understand and view things. If you want wisdom, that's going to have to all go. You're going to have to take on, have to take on a new mindset. You're going to have to now begin to, to see and learn to see through the eyes of God and through his word. Drop all the way you perceive things. God wants to redo your mind. Take out things that have hurt you. Take out things that uh, has deceived you. And instill in you something so far greater. Greater than rubies. Greater than gold. Greater than silver. Greater than anything this world has to offer you. Truth. Wisdom. Being able to see through the eyes of God. For this to happen, you're going to have to let this happen. Chapter 2 is if. If you want it, chapter 3, then let it happen. Trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Verse 7, be not wise in thine own eyes. 
get out of your own eyes and how you view things and start getting in the eyes of God. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Chapter 2, if you want this, then it gives a warning. There's going to be people of this world that are going to try to stop you. All right. By chapter 3, when you start allowing God's word to come into your heart, God's going to start blessing you. One of the first things that I've seen in all of our lives is money and the riches of this world and the things of this world taking first place over God. That's why it goes in the next verse here. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now why would God order these things like this? When things start taking second or first place over God, then it immediately takes us away from, from the Lord and our pursuit for wisdom and our pursuit for a walk with the Lord. It could even just be the job. It could be anything, anything that takes you away from God. But God says here, honor the Lord with thy substance. God is saying this here because he wants to take your heart away from your substance, from what you owe or own. And when you're able to handle financial things and material things, then those things don't handle you anymore. When you're able to handle material things and things of this world, then those things will no longer have a grip on you. And the only way to do that is honor God with those things. Allow the Lord to help you get a handle on your financial world. It's either one way or the other. Either your financial world has a handle on you or you have a handle on the financial world. Most people are dictated by their finances. Okay? Most people are dictated by their finances. Most people serve money. Money doesn't serve them. That's the difference. I'm not talking about whether you have or don't have. You could have a dollar and you're a servant to that dollar. You could have a million dollars, and that million dollars is a servant to you. Either way, because when God, when God gives you wisdom, the wealth of this world comes with it. And God wants to prepare you for that, to be able to handle it. How can God give you anything if it's going to destroy you? Understand? Allow the Lord to deal with this even here. All right, the friends in verse 2, the money in, in, I'm sorry, in chapter 3. Verse 11, and we're going to close. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father to son in whom he delighteth. Isn't that the truth? 
as you start walking with the Lord, God starts blessing you. You start pushing out friends of your life, or you know, so-called friends, people that are you find out are really there to take from you and hurt you. And uh, uh, God starts blessing you financially. You get a grip on that. And then trials come. But it says, my son, don't despise the chastening of the Lord. You go through it. God's preparing you to be able to handle. God's cleaning your, cleaning your life out. God's preparing you financially to handle finances. And now God is chasing you. Why? To strengthen you. Through all of this is the pursuit and journey to wisdom. 90% of people already have given up at this point. Well, I'm done. But those who keep at it and keep seeking the Lord and keep seeking his word and keep seeking wisdom and asking God for his, for his wisdom, they'll find it. Why? Because God freely gives it to anyone who wants it. We're going to stop here. And we will continue next Wednesday on Proverbs chapter 3. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for wisdom. I pray, O God, that all of us in here will have a desire uh, to have wisdom, Lord. Wisdom is uh, the key thing. Take out the foolishness, Lord, the sin in our lives. And may you have preeminence in all we do. Help us to keep, keep our hearts with all diligence. And may all we do be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, let's have Brother Tom. Would you come up here? And I forgot to pray for the food. Just pray and ask God to bless the food. We have a fellowship downstairs. Amen. If you're able to stay and join us, please do. Brother Tom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you uh, for the message that you have given us. Thank you for spiritual food. Now I pray you bless our physical food, uh, bless this fellowship, Father. I pray you bless the hands that prepared it. In Jesus' name, amen.